Hi, I'm James Schofield, the creator of this podcast, Behind the Bottom Line. Business isn't really about numbers, it's about people. Behind the Bottom Line is a collection of the funny, sad, and frankly weird events that I've experienced in business, and which I turned into stories for various magazines. In each episode, I tell you a little bit about the real-life background that inspired me, and then I read you the story itself. So let's find out about today's story, Julie and Me. Julie and Me was written in 2011, and it's the first appearance in my short stories of two characters called Julie and Paula. And I've used Julie and Paula um, about five or six times since then in different stories. So this is the first time they appear. And in this story, um, Julie and Paula, they're, by the way, they're um, mid-twenties um, and they work in an office in London. We don't know what kind of work the, the office does, um, but they, they work in an office in London. And the office decides that it wants to introduce hot desking, whereby people are, uh, there's no, f- people don't have a fixed place, de- fixed desk in the office um, they can go to wherever uh, there's a free space. Uh, but in this particular office, it's a slight variation on that. Um, and they go to the places that are assigned to them by Julian Paula. And the idea is that the office can, the company can save money by only ha- not having not having to rent so much office space. Um, what Julian Paul, what Julian Paula recognise is that they can actually profit from this situation uh, by fixing where people are sitting and who they're sitting with. Um, and they, yeah, they take advantage, if you like, of this possibility uh, by you know, getting little presents from people. Um, and everything goes very well for them and they have a great time. Uh, they're working in London. So as you can imagine, there's lots of possibilities for shows and restaurants and things like that. Uh, and they do very well for, uh, for a certain period of time. But then unfortunately, they make a mistake. So looking at Julie and me again for the first time after uh, a considerable amount of time, um, I realized that actually there's an awful lot of elements in there that come from uh, from my my past life, so to speak. Um, Starting off with something really um, banal, which is that the name of their boss, Mr. Gabain, was actually my French teacher when I was at school. Uh, a very long time ago. For some reason, I always find it difficult get creating names for, for my characters in my short stories. Um, and I think I was probably a bit desperate when I chose Mr. Mr. Gabane. Um, Mr. Gabane in the story is, um, yeah, not the nicest of people, and which actually was quite similar to my French teacher as well. Um, also, I noticed that um, I call one of the a minor character doesn't really appear but is just mentioned in passing uh antonio and i think that's probably a reference to uh one of my daughter's uh boyfriends at that time back in 2011. the topic of hot desking was was very big at the time in the company that i was working in it was quite controversial um people are quite territorial um and they didn't really like hot desking at all it's still 
uh, it's still something which provokes lots of lots of uh, disagreements about whether it's a good idea or not. I tend to like it, um, but um, I thought it was interesting how strong people's reactions were to the the whole question of hot desking, um, and how uh, often people made excuses about why it wasn't a good idea and why they didn't want to do it. So I thought it would be interesting to have a slight variation on the on the topic of hot desking and have it actually put into the hands of these two these two women uh, Julie and Paula and see what they would do uh, what they would do with it and how they would influence it um, overall I think that the whole topic of office dynamics is very interesting um, and how you can influence the atmosphere of a place with the way people are positioned or where they're positioned um, and who they're working alongside. Um, I think the technical term is called uh, emotional contagion. Um, and you can really, really have a powerful impact on the people's mood, the company mood, uh, just by who you sit together, uh, how people are positioned and how they sit together. And I always think it's very interesting watching how the personal relationships are in, a, in an office and how important they are. Um, I always think offices which try to deny that or downplay that um, are just uh, ignoring the reality of, of, of human beings. We're gregarious creatures and we the, the personal relationships, it's, it's not really possible to separate the personal and the professional life in uh, in companies and I think um, that is something that you see very strongly in Julie and me. The two central characters Julie and Paula um, as I said before they, they're characters that, that uh, for some reason really caught my imagination and they've reappeared in different stories subsequently some of which will appear in different in subsequent uh, podcast episodes um, and they are really based on the a lot of uh, on, on a compilation or different uh, women that I've worked with over the years um, particularly when I was a student and I was working in different offices in London doing um, jobs like being a telephonist or uh, doing photocopies and stuff like that and there were quite a few uh, women like this like Julian and, and Paula um, and basically, they have—they don't really have very much respect for uh, for authority. Um, and certainly at that time, in most offices in London, so we're talking about the 80s now, um, that was mostly men. They really didn't have very much respect for men, quite rightly so. Um, and they tended to find ways to play the system. Uh, to what was the angle that they could do in order to benefit them, not for a malicious reasons but really just because they wanted to have fun and I also I think the the funnily enough there's an influence of Beatrix Potter the story of two bad mice and for me Julie and Paula are completely non-malicious um, but a bit naughty um, and they really just want to have a good time and enjoy themselves and yes if they uh, take advantage of the hierarchy if they take advantage of the the system then they're quite willing to do that um, but as I said not for any malicious reasons at all um, I think also I notice also there are a couple of other sort of elements 
in the story which are I think influenced by fashion for example one of the character one of the characters called Melanie and there's a reference to the, uh, Paula talks about the wonder bras that she wears uh, and uh, back in 2011 I think they were pretty fashionable um, and that probably explains why they appear here in the story The other point which I noticed and rather shocked me actually when I saw it was the ending uh, which has a slight hint of um, yeah, anti, uh, anti-European Union about it. And this I found weird looking at it again given how, uh, how devastated I've been about the whole uh, Britain leaving the, the the European Union or planning to leave the European Union, um, and all I can uh, think of is that I was kind of affected by the general British knocking of the EU that uh, was going on. Yeah, really from the the beginning of the two thousands onwards, uh, and you can see that slightly reflected in my slightly. Mm, disparaging slightly cynical ending that I give to the story where Julie and Paula uh, get new jobs working at the European Parliament Um, so I think probably if I wrote this story again I might give it a slightly different ending but you know hey that's just history okay well I hope you enjoy it and I will try to make sure that Julie and Paula reappear in future podcast episodes so that's enough introduction Let's now turn to the story. Julie and Me We told Mr. Gabain in Human Resources before we resigned we were only having some fun. And really, everything was his fault because six months ago he put Julie and me in charge of the hot desking. You see, the company in London where we work, sorry, worked, introduced hot desking to reduce the amount of expensive office space it rented. So, Nobody below the senior management level had their own desk anymore. Every morning, people collected their laptops and went to whichever desk we told them was free. That way, the company didn't waste space on somebody who was ill or away on a business trip. And Paula, said Mr Gabain to me, mix people round a bit. That way we'll improve communication as well as cutting costs. Well, then Julie had an idea. Paula, she said, let's put Guy from accounting in front of Mrs Mason, who always shouts when she's telephoning, just for fun. I never liked Guy, at least not after the Christmas party when he got drunk, spilt red wine on my white skirt and then never paid the cleaning bill, so this seemed like a good idea. And you know what? After a week near Mrs Mason, he came to see us with some chocolates and begged, begged to be moved. We waited another week until he came back with chocolates and two front row tickets for the Lion King and then we found him another desk. Oh, we do enjoy a good night out. So, the following week when Frank from Sales asked if he could sit next to Melanie, a new team assistant, I said it might be difficult to organise. And then Julie mentioned a restaurant in Covent Garden she wanted us to try. What a pity it's so expensive, she said sighing. Well, Frank knows the manager there, so straight away he phoned him. Two important lady friends of mine are coming for dinner, he said. 
Look after them and send me the bill. What a wonderful evening that was. And Frank was pleased too, although I didn't think he had much of a chance with Melanie. Yes, she was pretty, and if her head had as much content as the wonder bras she wore, she would probably win a couple of Nobel Prizes some day, but she was never going to look at him. Anyway, being a typical man, he must have opened his big mouth, because people started coming to see us with requests every day. Julie and me had to work overtime, making sure our hot desking plans were perfect. But we weren't only doing it for expensive meals or tickets or things like that. I'm a big romantic. So when I saw little Cheryl from marketing was head over heels in love with Neil from the design team, I put them side by side for a month. It wasn't my fault that he turned out to be gay. So nearly everybody was happy. Mr Gabane was pleased and Julie and me were having the time of our lives. We went to all the new shows and smart restaurants and some people gave us some lovely presents to say thank you for our help. But finally, we made a big mistake. It was like this. Simona from the travel office needed to impress Mr Gabane to get promoted. So we placed her just outside his office for a month and she got us a last minute holiday for a week in the Maldives. Because it was last minute, we had to finish our work fast, but somehow we managed to organise everything. On Friday, we emailed a seating plan for the following week to everybody and took a taxi to Heathrow Airport. Oh, we had a lovely time in the Maldives, and the night I spent with Antonio, the yoga instructor, will live in my memory forever. But when we returned to the office, it was complete chaos. You see... In our hurry, we'd put some people's names in the wrong places on the plan. Simona was being driven mad by Mrs Mason. Frank's new neighbour was gay Neil. And worst of all, we had put Tony, Trixie and Paul in the same room. Well, they hate each other. So, after two days of fighting about everything, Trixie poured coffee over Paul's head and stapled Tony's tie to his chest. Nobody was working and Mr Cobain was furious. When he found out about the little arrangements we'd made, we knew we had to go. But we also had a piece of good luck. We had accidentally placed Melanie right in front of the office of Mr Edwards, the managing director. And in that week, they became friendly. Very friendly. Well, she said nice things about us to Mr Edwards, who then told Mr Gabane to write us helpful references. In fact, Julie and me have just got new jobs together in Brussels, working for the European Parliament. And I think that's probably a good place for people with our skills and experience, don't you? I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bottom Line. Why don't you subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode? And please tell your friends and write a review so that other people can find out about Behind the Bottom Line. Take care until next time. Bye-bye.